Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Friday, April 8th, 2022. On today's episode, we're going to discuss what we've been watching at the water cooler, a little mini water cooler action for you. This is Slash Film Editorial Director Peter Serretta. And joining me on this podcast is Slash Film News Writer Ryan Scott. Uh, hey, hey, everyone. Happy Friday. Yeah, it's been a long time since I last talked to you. Ryan. Uh, this is this has essentially become the Peter and Ryan show this week, uh, more more or less. Yeah, there really isn't uh, much going on in terms of news this week. It's been kind of a, a slow news week. Um, although I, I should ask you while I have you here, Ryan, you know, what is the weekend box office looking like? I, not to put you on the spot, but I, I think no, that, no. that new Sonic movie is coming out, right? Uh, so in some ways, this is the biggest weekend at the box office we've had since the pandemic began. Wow. Yeah, in, in some ways. Now, let me be clear. We've had bigger movies. We've had, you know, the Batman. We've had Spider-Man No Way Home. But so we have this weekend. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is the quote unquote big release this weekend. But let's not forget, it is also the second weekend for Morbius. And that is hugely important for big comic book movies we also have michael bay's ambulance coming out and it is its first weekend and it is a full-on wide release um and then you also have everything everywhere all at once the not inexpensive a24 very acclaimed sci-fi movie which is expanding across the country this weekend so you really need to have room for four different movies which you know that that's a tall order kind of but you know, in theory, Sonic 2, which has like a $90 million budget, and Michael Bay's Ambulance, which amazingly was made for like $40 million, they're kind of going for very different crowds. Um, you know, I think Morbius might end up being the big loser here, but it will be interesting to see, you know, can the industry sustain several different movies <laughs> that, that, are, that are kind of aiming at different crowds? Because that would be good, and that would be important, and that would be nice. Um, but you know, we'll see, we'll see what comes of it. Sonic got off to a good start in previews. Um, you know, it's probably going to be the winner, but there could be several winners come Monday morning, or there could be a couple of winners and a couple of losers. We'll see. Is Sonic the only movie franchise to release two movies within the time frame of the pandemic? 
I mean, I guess if you don't count the MCU. Oh um, yeah, I guess the MCU too. too but yeah. I mean, Sonic's definitely the 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 only franchise that start. I mean, it is wild. Like Top Gun Maverick has been delayed <laughs> longer than it took for Sonic One and Two to hit there. I mean, it's kind of miraculous. And and also, if the, I've seen budget figures floated as high as 120 million for Sonic Two. But the first one cost 85, which is part of what made it such a big success. If this one really was made for 90, man, hats off to Paramount. That's awesome. I'm wondering if that 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 figure for the first one is actually accurate because I remember they had to go back and like redo the design of Sonic after the fans kind of threw a tizzy online. I, well, I was saying I actually think it might be because I think the original pitch for Sonic was to make it much cheaper. And then I think the 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 extra fx work kind of inflated at 285 like i think uh, the idea was originally to get it around 70 75 you know sort of like what sony did with morbius before the delays and stuff so i actually think that figure because that figure has been pretty consistent like across the board in trades and on box office mojo and the numbers and stuff like that 85 million dollar figure is pretty consistent so i i tend to think that's right or at least close to right Okay, let's uh let's jump into the water cooler. Let's talk about some things that we've been watching. And I guess let's start things off because you were mentioning the movies coming out this weekend and last night you got to see one of them. You got to see Michael Bay's Ambu LA Ents. I think that's how you pronounce it because yes, that's I... that'll it's not ambulance, it's Ambu LA Ents. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because, like, that has been kind of a thing in the marketing, like, where they're emphasizing <laughs> that it takes place in L.A., but, like, the poster doesn't make a big deal about it. The yeah, title card, yeah. it's just all caps, so it doesn't make a huge deal about it. Um, Whatever. It's, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think it's funny. Yeah. So. I, yeah, you, you, sure. And it suits the movie. Like, I, the only thing I can say, I guess, like, if I'm to give a mini review of this is that, like, it is very much a Michael Bay movie. Um, I think it's interesting the, the level of decent reviews it's been getting because like, to me, it very much is just a non-franchise Michael Bay movie. And, um, you know, but like people seem to be embracing that more than they typically do his movies. And I think it's just because the past couple of years have altered the landscape so much that there is a bit of a refreshing nature of like, okay, a big filmmaker is making... <laughs> an original movie with a couple of movie stars and you know, that is more important than it used to be. And, uh, and yeah, uh, look, it is a Michael Bay movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and, uh, God, I cannot pronounce the actor's name, but, um, uh, Watchmen, Matrix Resurrections, um, uh, Candyman, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about Peter. Yeah. yeah yes, I, I, know. I, I, I would feel very bad even like butchering his name, but you know, uh, but yeah, so that, you know, they headlined this movie and, and it is what it is. It is a two hour heist movie wrapped in a chase movie, uh, with a whole lot of Michael Bay dressing on it. And, um, you know, I liked it for, it's very silly and, and it's, it is a Michael Bay movie. Like it's not 13 hours. He didn't like tone it down for, <laughs> for the material. <laughs> um, you know, but, but, uh, but for me, this is my bread and butter. I love popcorn films. I am a Michael Bay apologist in a lot of ways. So I was very eager to go see this and uh, and I had myself a good time. And the packed theater I was in very much was on board, like the whole theater laughing at points that I don't know if it was intentional. And uh, and yeah, just a very good time for me. I mean, that's typical of a Michael Bay movie, laughing at points that <laughs> maybe not intentionally uh, 
built for laughter. Um, I'm what I'm wondering with this is because I'm wondering, is this a Michael Bay, like the same Michael Bay that did like Transformers and Armageddon, or or is this more like back to his roots, like a Bad Boys, The Rock? Um, I would even put Pain and Gain in that kind of like a category. Like, how would you classify this in his filmography? Yeah, so I think Michael Bay has two outliers in his filmography, which are Pain and Gain and 13 Hours. The, those are... <laughs> While they are still definitively Michael Bay films, they're maybe his most serious works to date. And so they're, they, those outlie a little bit. Um, this is kind of a marriage of the Armageddon first Transformers Michael Bay with like a The Rock and Bad Boys Michael Bay. It is kind of a marriage of the two. It's probably closer to the to, to the Bad Boys and the, the Rock Michael Bay, but it definitely has a bit of like his you can sense his like bigness in it. Like, like the, the, the lessons he learned making those bigger movies. Um, yeah, I think what's weird about it is like, I would have thought that the heist movie element, which like I love would have been stronger in a Michael Bay movie. It was fine, but like the chase was, was the better element of the movie for sure. But, uh, but yeah, I just kind of would have thought like Michael Bay heist movie, that element might've been a little better, but but yeah, no, it's very much like it very much is just Michael Bay sort of taking a lot of, you know, thing elements of various bits, parts of his filmmaking career and uh, making a very reasonably priced modern action film out of it. Yeah, $40 million. That's that's pretty affordable for a Michael Bay movie. Although Michael I can't believe Bay, that. And even like I was going to say Michael Bay generally makes movies for like I, I know he makes big films. But I I also know that like sometimes those films are I don't know he he's very good at like getting them in on a at a like not like absorbent budget like I remember the the first Transformers film I think was like 150 million which for yeah, it was like what 147 it is, yeah yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, very, like, 147 for, and again, you can't really make a Transformers movie for less than that, and yeah. uh, and that movie, like, you know, I, I think I'll be doing a Tales from the Box Office on that in a couple of months, but, but yeah, like, that movie, like, shattered records, you know, like, so that was, like, but again, you're gonna, you know, so, no, I agree with you, I think he's, I don't think he, like, definitely a couple of those Transformers sequels are where, like, he maybe lost that a little bit. Um, yeah. but I think a lot of that was talent spending and I don't know how much of that was his fault, frankly. Um, uh, but yeah, no. So I don't know. I mean, like if you're in on Michael Bay, if you're in on those sort of things, if you like the rock, if you like Armageddon, if you like bad boys too, give this a shot. Like it is, it, you know, it, it's, it's that type of movie goer will have a good time with this. Um, yeah, this is not for everyone, but you know, those people will have a good time with it. Well, I, I am definitely in. I want to see it. Um, if I can only get to the movie theater, like there's like three movies out right now that I have not seen, but uh, I get to her broke her ankle and it's recovering from uh, from that. So I, I just haven't gone without her. Uh, but I want to see Batman. I still haven't seen Batman. I haven't seen. You haven't seen see... Batman yet? Holy shit. I know because it happened on our trip. It came out on our trip. And then when we got home, you know, the surgery and all that. And then. Um, What's the other movie I want to see? Uh, everything. Everywhere uh, all at once. Yep. Yes. 
I always forget the name, <laughs> the full name of that movie. Um, yeah, that so, was yeah. my that was my COVID movie. That was the screening I was supposed to go to to the night I tested positive for COVID. So like oh, I'm wow. still that has eluded me still um although i did i could have seen that last night but instead i went to go see ambulance which tells you just about everything you need to know about me as a moviegoer but well uh one thing i have been watching at home is i've been watching the the tv series severance i think i might have mentioned this on a previous podcast maybe even with you on on it um but i it just finished up it's um first season all nine episodes are now on apple tv plus which um i don't know i i really think apple tv plus is becoming a a big contender here you have a bunch of tv shows and movie i mean you're going to talk about a movie in a, a few seconds but they 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 actually have some very solid content like is it worth keeping as a subscription throughout the year i don't know but it's definitely like at at least at this point, it's it's kind of like in the the realm of Showtime, where it might be worth to like subscribe for a month or two to kind of get through like the good stuff that's on there, and then cancel. You know what I mean? Like it, there's there's enough there that it, it's worth at least that. And um, the the show I'm talking about is Severance. This is from director Ben Stiller, and uh, well, he didn't direct all the episodes. I think someone else directed one of the episodes. Ifa. Ricardo, um, dire- uh, she directed uh, at least one of the other episodes. Let me just double check here. One of, or no, two of the episodes, or no, three. Sorry, I'm way off. Uh, she directed three of the nine. He directed the rest. Uh, and Ben Stiller, I think, in his later career, is actually becoming. I don't know. I, I think he's going to be. I, I know he's known as like the 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 comedy actor, but I think when all is said and done at the end of his career, his legacy as a director and filmmaker is actually going to be greater. And uh, I loved what he did with escape uh, at Danamora. I think that was maybe a Showtime series, a mini series, something. It was incredible. Uh, this is his follow up, which he's been working on this for over five years. Um, this was actually supposed to go into production in March of 2020. I don't know what happened there, but <laughs> Uh, uh, so it is a pandemic production. Uh, so I'm going to give you the quick, uh, the, what this show is. So the show is set at this biotech corporation called Lumen Industries, where they are using this new controversial medical procedure, uh, called severance, which allows them to separate the non-work memories of their employees from their work memories. So the main character is Mark. He is uh, played by Adam Scott in uh, probably more one of his more serious roles, even though this is kind of like a dark comedy of sorts. Um, and it's, it's kind of a workplace uh, sci-fi, mystical, uh, mysterious psychological thriller. I don't know. It, it, it's a, amalgamation of different genres and so the concept here is like if you were working for lumen industries you show up at work and when you show up at work then your brain just like goes to a different partition of your of your brain where you don't remember anything and you're like almost a different person at work and you get to work and like 
maybe be exposed to sensitive information and technologies that like, and then when you leave work, that person kind of like gets shut off, you know, it's a, like a partition of a hard drive is, is what I would describe. It, it's really an interesting sci-fi premise. And of course, this biotech corporation is, has maybe has some sinister, there's something going on here, something strange. It's very, if you like the TV show Lost, I think it's a very Dharma initiative, uh, very like a, some retro technology that they're they're working with. What what is going on here? There's some other actors in it that uh, are giving great performances. Patricia Arquette, who was also in Escape from Danamora, is here. Uh, Christopher Walken, uh, John Turturro. Um, it's so compelling. It's every episode. It's perfect binge watch show because every episode. Makes you want to keep on watching to see what is going on. There's like, uh, maybe there's like pieces of like maybe Truman Show or, you know, the corporation kind of like Westworld. That's not giving anything away. There aren't robots. There isn't a, a director behind this. Like, that's not spoiling anything that's going on here. I'm just trying to give you an idea of like what kind of show this is. But um, But it's very self-contained to like this. Uh, the interesting thing is that the, the character here played by Adam Scott is basically playing two separate people that use the same body. So I guess in a way it's a compliment to Moon Knight, which we talked about yesterday, <laughs> uh, where he he's playing one person at home and one person in the office. Uh, but it, if you like sci-fi television, if you like, you know, mystery box shows that keep on like peeling the onion and exposing more answers but also more questions i highly recommend checking out severance on apple tv plus ryan have you seen any of severance no i will admit this intrigued me because i actually really like ben stiller as a director although he does run kind of counter to michael bay and that like he boy does he inflate a budget um <laughs> like he's that's that's maybe his achilles heel is that like he he t- he's got exp- even i heard, once heard jack black say that in an interview once where he was like you know man ben stiller's got expensive tastes um but um but uh no it, 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 the thing is like if this was a movie or a guaranteed miniseries i probably would have watched that already but it just got picked up for a season two so i'm not really sure if i want to make that investment yet but this really intrigues me um and i will uh, say this yeah, that the, so the, cl- the cliffhanger that the season one leaves you off into leading into season two is so compelling and i don't know I, I i i'm just so excited to to watch more of this hopefully it doesn't go the way of like westworld or <laughs> where it goes off the rails but uh i don't know i think knowing your taste and stuff i know you don't love tv i i feel like you might like severance but uh, I, I have suspected it would very much be for me. But again, it's one of those things where what I don't want to do is get like invested in something and then have like, you know, the like which happens all the time where then, you know, the second season comes out and people like have the inevitable like, oh, it's not as good as the thing, you know, whatever. Yeah, because um, yeah. that happens a lot more with like modern TV where like it used to be the the, the rule was, you know, you would have, you know, you'd expect the first couple of seasons to take things to develop. But now in the era of like peak TV, it's, it feels almost like it, it's almost the opposite where, you know, when you sort of know you're only going to get, you know, maybe three or four seasons, it, it kind of 
can come out strong out of the gate. And you just have to hope that it can maintain that. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm a little hesitant sometimes in those areas, I guess. Well, I mentioned Apple TV plus, and I mentioned that you have, you just watched a movie on there. What uh, is that movie? Uh, I actually not on there. I, cause again, I'm a big movie theater guy. I like to actually go <laughs> see stuff in theaters when I can, it, it, it just, it just is much more encouraging to me. So I, after Coda won best picture, uh, Apple re-released it in a bunch of theaters, um, you know, with open captions for the deaf community and stuff. And I hadn't seen it. And um, I wasn't really sure what to expect because I saw a lot of cynicism on the old timeline about, you know, people being like, oh, you know, it's just like a nice, sweet movie, but it doesn't deserve to win Best Picture. And when I tell you, I think those people are so wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, I man, did I have like and I'm not even sort of kidding. Like I had a profound experience watching that movie in that theater. Uh, it was a full full house uh, when I went and saw it. And um, I think I cried for almost 45 minutes straight um it it was uh it was one of those things where like the the second half of the movie or like i guess the back third of it like it it sets up all these emotional moments that just come up like hurdles in a in a in an event in like an olympics event where like okay so like you get past one and you think you're fine and then you move into another and i just kept like responding <laughs> to it on like a very emotional level and and boy was i but like all like good tears, like all very like it's so moving to me, and uh, I I I absolutely loved it. It it is by it is definitely my favorite movie that was released last year. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I, I I I I can't say enough nice things about it, and I'm just very much hoping there's like a Criterion Blu-ray release or something because I just I just want to adorn it with all of my love. Do you think Apple TV will release physical media? I feel like that seems like so against their business model. Like my, my MacBook Pro doesn't even have, you know, a DVD yeah, drive. <laughs> I, I have I have strong skepticism about Apple in that department. Um, even Netflix every once in a while will do one like Mitchell's versus the machines got a Blu-ray, which I picked up, which I really liked. Uh, like I think Shutter has the best theory on that stuff is that like they don't like they're like because people if they just want to stream it they'll stream it but the people that want it will go buy it so like shutter a lot of the times like though their originals will get blu-rays and stuff and and i i don't think that hurts the business model whatsoever like because the people that want it will get it and the people that don't will just stream it i i just don't i i yeah. i guess i find a bit of a flaw in that thinking for streamers like um especially for like a best picture winner because that's very much you're going to go after an audience that is willing to spend money on physical media it's also just a good look too, I think. But um, did you see Coda? Did you? Did you? Uh, you know that that is the top of my list of shame for last year, and I'm probably gonna end up seeing that in the next week or two because you know we're stuck at home and uh, we've kind of run through a lot of the other stuff that we wanted to watch. So I'm I'm guessing in the next week or two I'll end up seeing Coda. It's it's one of the like I feel like every year there's like one movie that like just escapes you and it becomes like the talk of the award race and stuff. And, and at that point you feel like you're so, or at least for me, I feel like I'm so out of the loop that instead of rushing to go watch it, I kind of like, Oh, I missed the boat on that. Tan, I agree with you. That happens that that definitely happens. And I think that happens to me a lot with streaming stuff. Like that's where I get lost. That's why I make a real big point to try to go see stuff in theaters. Cause like I, that's streaming stuff happens so fast and it, gets released so fast that like it's so easy to lose stuff that way and you feel like you lose the moment and that's why i feel like when coda like when they said they're going to put it back in theaters 
for after it won, I was like, this is a good chance for me to like get this off my, you know, to do list. And then I was so happy I did. My God. Uh, I know you probably can't go see it in a theater now, but like, man, just seeing it with like a full house and like everyone reacting that way. It's I mean, I guess if people don't know, I guess I should mention that it's 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 a movie uh, largely focused on a deaf family and the daughter uh, of the family of four um, uh, is the only one who who is not deaf. So she's grown up around deaf people her whole life and she kind of gets made fun of at school. Her family makes money through fishing. And uh, uh, Amelia Jones plays the the lead actress, a uh, lead character named Ruby. And she ends up she wants to sing, but she's grown up with a deaf family. So she has no idea if her voice is good. And like, spoiler alert, it's very good. And so she joins like the <laughs> choir at school in her senior year of high school. And it's just like this this journey for her to discover this part of herself and the way that sort of weaves in with her family and my God, like, like so many good performances top to bottom. Like Amelia Jones was amazing. And, and obviously Troy Coaster who won the, the best supporting actor Oscar, my God, I want to see him in everything. And, uh, it, it, again, just like th this, I've always loved music too. And, and her like journey of self-discovery in that way. Oh, just like, just, it just can consistently wrecked me. Um, there's one scene I don't want to give away too much, but her, her choir teacher, um, is asking everyone to sing him happy birthday on the first day of class. And uh, she's too shy to do it. And you see all the other kids sing it. And then she goes to like her, her little kind of private hideaway spot and by this lake. And then she just for nobody starts singing happy birthday and like the most beautiful rendition of the song <laughs> you've ever heard. And that wasn't like the first third of the movie. And that was the first time yeah. I cried. And then that sort of <laughs> started that started my long journey of running out of tears over the course of two hours. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. I'm, 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 I, I really am a champion for this thing now. Yeah. My, my niece who, uh, li lived with, uh, my mom and dad with us, uh, through some of my childhood is, is deaf. And, you know, I, I was just a, <laughs> a sobbing mess through the acceptance speech at the Oscar. So I, I assume seeing this movie, I'm just going to be like in tears the entire time. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I wanted to end with a recommendation uh, that might not be on, you know, Coda is, you know, one best picture. It, it's a smaller film. You should definitely seek it out. But I wanted to end with a movie that might not you might have never heard of before. And uh, I'm actually wondering, Ryan, have you heard of this movie? It's called Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes. I got to tell you, I was going over our show notes today. I was like. I didn't even Google it because I just wanted to hear from you. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> um, and like, mind you, I do this stuff for a living. So like I at least hear of most things. Uh, this this has eluded me entirely. So I'm fascinated to hear what you have to say about it. OK, so I want to give credit to the film cast. Uh, Jeff mentioned this on uh, one of the podcasts over there. And it sounded like so much of my jam that I, you know. Uh, when I went out and rented it because you this is not something well first of all I'm going to say this is not something that you can stream for free you're going to have to rent it I think it's like two bucks on Vudu or four bucks on YouTube or Prime or five bucks on if you want to go on Apple TV so you're going to spend like two to five bucks to watch this I think it's well worth your money this is a film that came out and I'm I feel like everything I'm about to say including you're gonna have to pay money to watch this is going to be stuff to scare you away but like after you get over this hump of what I'm about to say, 
wait for it. Okay. Um, All right, listeners. Peter's leading with the bad stuff. Keep that <laughs> leading in mind. with the bad stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this movie came out in 2020 in Japan. So it is. It, it's a Japanese movie. So it is subtitled. Again, it's going to scare some of you away. Hopefully, it doesn't scare scare you away if you if you like good movies. Um, and uh, oh, I'll I'll give you some good stuff here. I'll give you. Well, first of all, it's an hour and ten minutes. Everybody has an hour and ten. Minutes. Seventy. It's a seventy minute, huh? Yeah, it's a comedy slash drama. Yeah, uh, so, so, yeah, is that with, is that with credits? So is it like a sixty two minute movie, like in I and out? I'm not sure. It, 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 it's very it's very short. You have the time to watch this, so you know. The, it, stop making excuses. Put the you know two to five bucks down and, and and watch this thing. Now, I'm I'm about to tell you what this is, but I almost feel like you should just go watch this movie, not knowing anything. But um, I know that's unfair, and people. You know, don't want to put money down based on just my recommendation of go go watch this thing. Uh, but okay, so this movie is it's about a cafe owner. He lives above his cafe, right? And he discovers that the TV in the cafe has suddenly started to show video from the future but it's only two minutes into the future in the video that's showing two minutes in the future is a video from his apartment upstairs sold <laughs> no okay it's it's to go from there like it, it, crazy concept you're like where does how does that even work how does that like how is there a movie there it's so clever and so funny and so uh, uh it's the other thing i got to tell you about this movie is that it's it's not one long take but it's presented kind of like a rope uh, the Alfred Hitchcock movie or um, Birdman. It's presented as one entire like 70 minute take. Um, there's obviously like you can see there's cuts there. There's like uh, some uh, uh, transitions, but it's in it's um, I don't know what else to tell you. The, the other uh, big surprise about this movie, and this might scare some people away is uh, I didn't realize this until I, uh, it, you might not even realize this until you see the credits, but it's actually shot in an iPhone. So, so there's that as well. It, it, it's a really, I don't know. I feel like if you appreciate the craft of like these small contained movies, like this is, if you love, um, I mean, it's amazing what they're able to do with like literally one location because this movie takes place, you know, over the course of 70 minutes at this one location with a cast of characters. And I'm not going to tell you, you know, where it goes from, from the premise, the premise you, you, you find out in the first, like, you know, five minutes, but it gets really complex and interesting. Like if, if you've seen time travel movies, like there isn't any time travel, let me be clear there. There's just this TV that sees two minutes into the future. But if you've seen time travel movies like primer or, um, What's the one with Nacho? Uh, time crimes, time crimes, 
uh, things like I that. I never like, saw Time Crimes. Damn it. Oh, you should see Time Crimes. Yeah. Um, so if you like movies like that that have kind of a, you know, they, they get beyond like the, the traditional time travel kind of stuff. Like this gets into some weird areas. This isn't going to be everybody's cup of tea. Um, I will say this is 98% of Rotten Tomatoes right now. Um, but this and this isn't even like my favorite movie of the year, but I think it's the movie that I'm recommending more. Most people, like I, I've told all my friends, I'm like, you need to see, it's like one of those movies, like this movie shouldn't exist. You need to see this. You need like, it, it's, I'm, I'm so like, as someone that wanted to make movie, I'm so jealous that someone came up with this concept and executed it in this way. It's just so, um, it's so good. And I, I actually expect, I expect some like English uh, language company to like, buy the rights to this and do something uh oh you you see this being one of those where someone's gonna scoop it up for a remake yeah even if it's like a small like indie kind of thing like it just seems like a no-brainer because it's so affordable to make and uh such a great concept but um yeah yeah ryan go check this out uh beyond the infinite two minutes and uh again you no no you've uh, sold me like a hundred percent you've sold me like i'm totally it very much sounds like my kind of shit for sure and uh but i know i do i do know that feeling you're describing though when like you said it's not always your favorite movie but it's the thing where you're screaming at people and you're like you need to watch this <laughs> <laughs> like because you're yeah, like um... you just want people to yeah, I want people to know of this of its existence, and it, it really feels like one of those those movie. Like, um, I'm trying to think of like other. I guess like maybe most recently, like One Cut of the Dead. Actually, the director of One Cut of the Dead, I think, is quoted on the on the cover. Oh, of the that's poster. cool. So, uh, One yeah, Cut of the so Dead I, is so charming. Yeah, yeah. So it's in that realm, if that, if that makes sense of of movies. So so check that out. Um, if you're looking for something to watch this weekend, um, I, I highly recommend it. But uh, so you can find uh, Severance Season 1 and Coda on Apple TV Plus. And apparently Coda is still in some theaters right now. And uh, Michael Bay's Ambulance is also in theaters. And Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes, you can find on uh, one of your rental services. I think if you want to buy it, I think it's like 10 bucks on Apple or something like that. So it might even be worth your purchase for 10 bucks. I don't know. But you can, you can rent it for like, you know, four or five bucks or something like that. Uh, but anyways, uh, that does it for us this week. You can find more of all our work at slashfilm.com. You can find this podcast on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please feel free to send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to us at peter at slashfilm.com. And please rate and read this podcast and Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word, and we'll see you on Monday.